1: Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we're going to have a great time talking about marketing, networking, how to reach people without, oh my gosh, just running yourself into the ground, because truly, that's what happens, right? When we are small business owners, when we're entrepreneurs, we spin our wheels, we try everything we can, and is not successful. And I am so thrilled that my guest today is going to help us get through that. So please join me in welcoming Steve Gordon to our program today. Welcome, Steve.
0: Hey, Deb. Thanks for having me.
1: Great. Well, before we really jump in, let me tell people just a little bit about you. So Steve Gordon is a best-selling author, the founder of The Unstoppable CEO, and the host of the Unstoppable CEO podcast, and he has written over 400 articles on marketing for service businesses. Through his firm, he helps service business entrepreneurs create leveraged marketing systems so they can spend less time on business development and more time on what matters most. When he was just 28, Steve became the CEO of an engineering consulting firm, but he knew nothing about marketing or selling services. Twelve years later, after growing that firm's revenue by 10 times, Steve started his second business, consulting with businesses across 30 industries, including manufacturing, professional services, construction, and consulting, to design sales, marketing, and referral systems for high-ticket, high-trust products and services. He's here today to share what he's learned throughout this journey to help you attract your ideal clients and achieve the business goals you've been dreaming of. So again Steve, welcome to our program.
0: Thanks again. It's uh, it's exciting. I'm I'm just really looking forward to what we're going to share today.
1: You know, and I am too because it is one of those things that we all hear people it, they they tell us all the time they struggle with it. The how do I make connections and then get more business, you know, and, and especially when we're starting out in the business world, we think, let's see, you know, let's go to every networking thing. Let's do everything we possibly can. We do the shotgun method, right? Mm-hmm. And where we try and just hit that darn fly that's out there, you know, and we're never quite sure if it's going to work. And so I love that you help service-based you know, individuals get through this and, and you have written a book. It's called The Exponential Network Strategy. And so we're going to be talking about that too. But let's take a little bit of a step back. Why is it that you decided that this was your passion?
0: Well, I, I was one of our ideal clients at one point. You know, mm-hmm. I, um, my background is technical. And at the you know, very young age of 28, I got asked to run the firm that I had been working for. Wow. Um, and it was a small firm and, uh, and we really didn't have a marketing and sales process. We just Mm -hmm. sort of did what everybody did in professional services. Mm -hmm. You volunteer on committees and you network and, and, uh, you know, eventually the business comes and our experience of business development was we would get referrals and we get, you know, enough referrals to grow the business, but I couldn't tell you what day of the week that that next client was coming.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I couldn't tell you what month they were coming. Right. And I might not be able to tell you what quarter they were coming, and mm-hmm. so right. it made the process of of growing the business really unpredictable mm-hmm. and so um, you know we applied some of the things that, that we now do with clients back then, but we 've evolved since then so in two thousand ten I, I uh, stepped out and started working with professional service firms um, and helping them create mm-hmm. a business development process that, that works and i 've done that now for uh, the last nine years and we've refined and, and honed and, and really uh, kind of narrowed down what they need to do. And, mm-hmm. and I just love doing it. I think uh, there's just something about someone who starts this kind of a business because they, they usually go to school because they're very intelligent and they go mm-hmm. and they get a degree in a particular field and then they come out and they realize, Oh wait, I've got to sell something now. And oh I don't know gosh. how to
2: do that. Uh-huh.
0: Right. I don't know. I wasn't trained mm-hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. Um, and i might not like it either and you know but it's necessary and so try to bridge that gap between these people who are really highly talented in their domain and then how to take that package what they they know that expertise that Mm -hmm. service that they offer and connect that with the people that need it to me that's just fascinating Mm -hmm. right
1: you know and, and you're so right you know we're trained as a lawyer a marketing person a ceo a, a, an seo developer you know all these various uh, different service markets and we are we're experts in that we went to school we went to trade programs you know whatever it was and then we think sales and, and we all get that, ew, sales, right? You know, nobody wants to do sales because we all think of that as a bad word. And of course, we all have to be selling our business um, you know, and, and, and promoting ourselves and, and doing those things. And so maybe we need to stop, ref- you know, we need a new word so that it's not sales anymore. Maybe that's it. Um, but we're not trained to do that. Whether it's you know, that, that you're self-taught or you went through an education program or whatever, you really don't learn how to get out there and meet people, you know, and, and so we do the shotgun approach. Um, you know, when I moved here to Atlanta, we've been down here now almost eight years, and I went to almost every networking event I could. Now, part of it was I needed to get my name out there, right? Those, those are one of the key terms. You need to get your name out there. And and I hadn't, you know, I didn't know anyone here before I, I moved. And so I networked and I networked and I went and networked. And there were times where I was going to two or three networking meetings a day. That's a lot of icky chicken. Um, and then in between, I was having coffee with a lot of people. Now, mind you, I met some great people. But out of all of those, it, you know, it was a very small percentage, and I mean small percentage, that actually turned into business. So how do we get off that hamster wheel of death, as you call it in your book, where, you know, we are just going and going and going and going and going, and pretty soon we're thinking, what the heck?
0: Well, it's it's a big problem. And, I, you know, I I, uh, I live in Tallahassee, Florida, not mm-hmm. too far from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I went through the same thing in 2007. Mm-hmm. I moved to from South Florida. Didn't know anyone other than the one employee that my, you know, my then company had mm-hmm. up here. And, uh, and so I had to go out and get connected. And so sometimes you've got to go through a little bit of that just to get the lay of the land. But mm-hmm. I was finding the same thing. I was spending, you know, 10 or more hours a week doing networking. And so mm-hmm. it was at least one breakfast meeting a week. It was lunches multiple times a mm-hmm. week. It was usually at least one or two cocktail receptions. And then I would camp out in there's a, a local coffee shop here, not right. a startup
2: mm-hmm.
0: I owned one that's sort of central. And I would camp out there and I would book appointments with all the people that I had met at those mm-hmm. other networking events to have a little one-on-one with them and little, you know, 30-minute increments. Mm-hmm. And I'd never leave. I'd just own that table all day. Right. right. I'd just as partners, long as right. you
1: got a new cup of coffee every once in a while, they didn't get too cranky with you.
0: It, exactly. So um That's just stressful. It takes a ton of time, takes you away from serving your clients. Mm -hmm. Uh, Took me away from being with family at the time, which was difficult Mm -hmm. uh, because the early mornings and the late nights, we had young kids. Mm -hmm. And in, in 2012, I just, I finally decided it wasn't sustainable any Mm -hmm. longer. And I started looking for another way. And, um, and, and I, you know, the funny, the hamster wheel of death, um, moniker that we, we've kind of created. I've been writing about that for years now. It came from a guy that I would run into at all of these events.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he was a, a professional salesman. Um, and he just showed up at every single networking event. And he was probably at that time about 20 years older than me. So he was mm-hmm. sort of towards the end of his career. And he, he'd seen it all before. Every networking event was now exactly like every other one he'd ever been right. to. You know, and he was getting a little cranky. And I started looking at that going, man, that is going to be me in 20 years unless something changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, finding a way to kind of disconnect from all of the time that it takes to go do that, because I, have, I found the same thing you did that out of all the connections I made, maybe 1%,
2: mm-hmm.
0: 2% paid off right. in, in a real way. So the, the challenge is to get more strategic with how Mm -hmm. you're networking and do it in a way that's a lot more time leveraged. And so the, the method that we've just described that, you know, you're going out you're just hoping that you're going to bump into the right person. Right. You know, like you go to the, the breakfast meeting, you just hope by chance a potential client's going to be there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then you just repeat that process and, you know, all throughout the week and the month and the quarter it, what I started doing in 2012 was taking a step back and saying, okay, well, who do I really need to connect with? And what are my goals
2: mm-hmm. with?
0: Them? And I built a list and I, um, I started a podcast, uh, not the one we currently have, but, uh, another <coughs> one. And I started reaching out and interviewing these people mm-hmm. and, um, and it worked so well. I stopped after a year. Uh, <laughs> you had we'll enough. I mean,
1: that's, that's a great thing. mm mm-hmm.
0: Well, we'll talk about why, why I stopped in a minute, because it's the reason that most people will fail with this process. And I think it's useful to learn that, but, Mm -hmm. um, but I reached out to 52 people. We did, I think out of the 52, I did interviews with 50 of them during Mm -hmm. a year and produced a weekly podcast. I was able to connect with these people and build relationship Mm -hmm. and that was in 2012. So at the end of 2012, we stopped that in 2014 Fast forward, I launched my first book called Unstoppable Referrals, and I reached back out to these 50 people. Mm -hmm. And 15 of the 50, so just a very small, like a third Mm -hmm. of the 50, said, Yeah, I'd love to help you share that, share your book, and help you promote it when it launches. So the week we launched, uh, which was mid July in, in 2014, those 15 people shared that book with everyone that they knew. And some mm-hmm. of them, a lot of people, they had a big list, you know, of, of people who were email subscribers, mm-hmm. some had, you know, maybe just a few dozen, but they all shared it. Right. And in the first week we, we sold 5,000 copies of the book. Wow. You know, so I got 5,000 new people exposed mm-hmm. to me in a really powerful way. Mm-hmm. And I, it just, I, I knew at that point that this, this was something that, we needed to come back around to and, and implement again.
1: Right. Well, you know, what you talk about is that you need to fine tune that list. Um, you know, and, and y- in your book, you talk about connecting with, you know, reaching out to 20 people, just 20 people, mm-hmm. you know, going through our massive list. I mean, you know, if, if I look at just, just social media connections that are business, you know, so LinkedIn, business people on Facebook, there's probably 5,000. You know, because, yeah, you know, I talk, I like to, to be social, you know, and, and so I have quite a few connections. But clearly, m- the vast majority of those people don't even know I exist. You know, they might see my posts every once in a while, but they're not the right people. You know, they were the people that reached out to me and said, hey, you know, let's connect, you know, all of these various things. So I, I love that you say, get it down to a manageable 20 people. You know, and, and you reached out to 52 in a year. So, you know, how does, some, you know, how do we even start that process? Because again, I'm going, oh my gosh, I have 5,000 in my list. How do I even figure out which people would be the, the best to reach out
0: to? Well, you, you have to go back to the coffee shop and okay. you, you need two things. You need some paper. Okay. Okay. It helps if you have your contact list with mm-hmm. your, your phone, but put it on airplane mode. Right. And you likely know who these people are,
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay? Um, you know who the companies are that you would love to do business with. Mm-hmm. And, and this is why I always say start with 20. So when we're doing this with a client, we'll go through what we call the Target 100 process, and okay. where which we help them identify their ideal client. We sort of come up with the qualities and and we either look for those people inside their own database mm-hmm. that lives. And, and if we can't fill the list out, we go out to things like LinkedIn and other places, look for them. Um, But if you're gonna do this yourself, sit down and just get the minimum number. I mean, you should be able to go and in about an hour, just brainstorm 15 to 20 names and that'll get you started. Right. Um, And now you're focusing your networking activities in as opposed to spending all of this time going all these places hoping that you'll find someone and hoping that when you find them, you'll create that mythical, you know, mutually beneficial relationship that right. everybody wants to create, right? Um, and so by, by kind of drilling down and looking at who are the businesses that I want to connect with that, that would be uh, people that I could really help mm-hmm. and, uh, and don't overthink them. Right. I see so many people really overthinking it. So, um, you know, if we think about an attorney, for example, that does mm-hmm. business law, Mm-hmm. Well, there are a lot of businesses in your community, but just pick 20 of them that look reasonably close to being good. Start mm-hmm. somewhere. Right. That'll be more targeted than looking, you know, I I work with a lot of financial advisors. So financial advisors have, have this problem.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and I think this will illustrate the point. So for a financial advisor, they usually have uh, two criteria for a prospect. They have to have a heartbeat and a wallet. Right. Mm-hmm. And anybody has a, Those two things, mm-hmm. checks those two boxes. That's a good mm-hmm. prospect, for them, mm-hmm. right? Because they can sell to them. Um, the problem with that is when you're that broad and that general and you don't kind of get it narrowed down. So for a financial advisor, they're walking, and a realtor would have the same problem. They're walking around the grocery store every time they go into it and everybody's a prospect. They can't right. tell one good one from another one,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: What we're telling you to do here is have a little bit of discernment. Don't worry about it if you get it wrong. If you get a bad one and there, it's not a big deal. But right. have a little bit of discernment, and you're going to make infinitely faster progress. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I think that's one of the things that I see, especially when I'm working with, you know, it might even be an established business, but many people who are a new business, when you say, now, who is your target market? And I love the word that they usually come back with, everyone. Right. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know? And 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 part of it is because we, you know, we want money. Yeah, you know, let's let's be honest. That's why we're in business. We might love it. We might love to help people, but we still have bills we have to pay. So you know, let's just be honest about that. So we don't want to limit ourselves by saying, okay, well, I need to reach this small box of people. So how do you convince people? okay, you really do have to get it down to this small batch of, of people.
0: Well, you have to think, you sort of have to divide that because I get that, that objection all the time. Uh, you have to divide your thinking into kind of two parts. And so there's the proactive outbound. I'm going to go try and develop new clients. Mm-hmm. That needs to be really focused. And then there's the inbound. Someone shows up and wants to hire you. Right. Okay? And particularly early on in a business, you're probably going to take that check if right. they're waving it in your face <laughs> cuz cash flow because as we want you, exactly <laughs> exactly so as you get to the point where you have cash flow mm-hmm. confident in that cash flow it's easier now to say no 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 I, you know even though they're coming at me with money it's not a fit and you want to get to that point as quickly as you can mm-hmm. the way you get there is you focus on the people that you really want to be a hero to that Will benefit the most from the work that you do, and who are the most profitable for you. And when you right. find that intersection, mm-hmm. then this, the whole game gets easier mm-hmm. and a lot more fun. Frankly, right,
1: right, yeah, because we don't want to waste our time either pitching to people who really don't want us, or as you said, working with people that we're just not going to give a hundred percent to. You know, there's it, we're not saying there's anything wrong with them. You know, it's just not a good match. You know, and, and we've all either been that client where you know that they're like, not really psyched to be working with us, or we've got those clients, you know, and, and so it's better to tell them, you know what, I'm going to refer you to someone else. And that's the best thing. You know, you want that win-win situation or just say, you know, not at this time. And, and it, it's funny. I've seen uh, that it's been going around. There's this little Facebook meme again, and I, you know, and, and I don't know why I see it. it kind of comes up in spurts one of the hardest but best words to say is no. You know, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with either of you. It just means it's not a good fit.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I think, um, you know, getting to the point where you can make that decision, it'll be the first mm-hmm. thing that begins to propel your business forward. And the, the reason most people don't want to do it is that so much of what we see and read about when it, you know, comes to business is the necessity of scaling.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know the the thought that every business is meant to infinitely scale, and that's right. not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, for most of the types of businesses that we work with, if they got you know a dozen or even two dozen really fantastic clients in mm-hmm. a year, it might double or triple the size of the business. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. It'd be
0: all that they could handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I've had, I've had clients tell me, you know, um, I don't want to promote too much because I don't want to turn people. away. you know I don't want right. mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. As a marketer, it's crazy talk. I, you know, if we do that, we'll just raise your fees. Then, then you'll have you right.
1: Yeah. They will no kind of self-select out, right? Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I, I I once heard Dan Kennedy say, you know, and anytime I get someone um, who has a problem other than marketing, I just make them raise their fees. So now they have a marketing problem.
2: <laughs> yeah, that works. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but uh, no, I think understanding how many clients you really need to hit your goals. Mm-hmm is a good way to wrap your head around the fact that, well, you know, I really maybe I only need like 10 clients to do really, really better than I could even have expected. Right. That's not going to be all that difficult if I have a system, and now I can be focused. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and it's, you know, we'll use that number of 10. You know, those 10 are much better in the long run than if you had 30, 50, 100 where you're either driving yourself crazy, you know, we've all had those type of clients, right, where we want to charge them extra because they're paying in the, you know, what's (laughs) its, or, you know, or they're just little jobs. You know, we, I think a lot of times we see that too, especially in service industry where they just need a little project. And we think, okay, well, we'll do that little project because it might lead to a bigger project. Sometimes it does, but most of the time it doesn't, you know, they, you know, say from a, a marketer perspective, you know, they might need a new brochure. They might not ever come back to you again. They might need their social media set up and then they're going to go off and do it themselves. And, and so, <clears throat> excuse me, we spend a lot of time working on those small projects that don't turn into big projects.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And most of the time those don't serve the client very well either because mm-hmm. they're not done with context and strategy.
1: Right. Right. And, and that's definitely the, the thing is it's strategy. Now, obviously, it depends on the service industry, um, you know, but you're hoping to build long term relationships for with almost everybody, you know, if it's say, you mentioned business lawyer, okay, well, you're starting a business. So you need a lawyer, well, then you need some contracts. So you need a lawyer, you know, and, and, you know, and, and, you know, you're, you're maybe expanding the business and you need a lawyer, you know, all of you know, and, and so you're wanting to, to get tied in with that. Now, Again, you know, if you're, say, a divorce attorney, hopefully you're only working with that person right. once, you never know, but then the concept is that they will refer you to other people, um, right. you know, and, and so that's the other thing is, you know, how do we get the right people to refer us? Um, because that's the other networking thing, you know, we, we go and we go and we go and we go and, and we tell people now, tell other people about us. You know, if, when, you, when you meet the right person, tell them about me. Well, they're promoting their own businesses, so they're not going to, to remember to talk about us. So right. how do you find those great, for lack of the better word, referral partners?
0: Well, the way that we have done it um, is we really tried to make it as easy as possible okay. for them to share us. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that goes beyond just Having the conversation of you know we we, we appreciate referrals you mm-hmm. know or right. handing them like a business card to hand out because that's not mm-hmm. going to happen. Um, I, I guess it's my technical background. I always like to to sort of reverse engineer things. So if mm-hmm. I have an outcome that I want, right? Yeah. How do we you know if this is what we want? How do we get there? And and the easiest way to get to an end goal with other human beings is to figure out what their interests are. Mm-hmm. What are they trying to achieve? And if you can align what you want with what they're trying to achieve, then it becomes infinitely easier to get their cooperation.
2: Right.
0: So um, the way that we do that with referrals is we use interviews on something like a podcast. Mm-hmm. So if, I'm, uh, if I'm going out and connecting with other business people mm-hmm. who are selling something complementary to the same group of people that I'm selling to, and i you know and deb let's say you and i are doing that And i go deb hey why don't why don't i uh, interview you i have this thing called a podcast why don't Mm -hmm. i interview you and i want to just talk about all the things that you're an expert in and we'll spend maybe 30 minutes together uh, and then at the end of that you're going to have this really great recording that you can share with all of your prospects and all of your clients and all of the people in your network and and it'll be a really great asset and we'll do the same with our network. So I'll mm-hmm. promote you to everyone. Now, it's easy for me to do that because it's low risk to me. It's right. really, really easy for the, the person coming on to do that because it's absolutely in their interest mm-hmm. to do it. So instead of the old model where I'd be sitting in the coffee shop, I would you know, shake hands at the end of the, mm-hmm. the 30 minutes, and say, oh, I'm looking forward to this really great, mutually beneficial relationship, then I would go and get busy trying to find them a referral, mm-hmm. and then they would never be heard from again, right? right. They, they, they were busy. So mm-hmm. um, it was all one-sided. This makes it really easy for everybody mm-hmm. to benefit. There's no pressure. And it's a great first introduction mm-hmm. out to all of their uh, you know, their network, their audience, whatever you want to call it. Um, but that's just the first step. Mm-hmm. So now that you've had this conversation with someone and you've promoted them, you've given them value. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to come back to them a week later, two weeks later and say, Hey, Deb, you know, we, we put that interview out. It was really great. I got such great feedback mm-hmm. from everyone that I know. Um, and I, I'd love to sit down and talk with you about how we can, you know, kind of take things a little further. Mm-hmm. And I have some ideas about how I could give some value to your network. You've given such value to mine. Um, when you do this, People are always open to it. You've just helped right. them out. Mm-hmm. They want to help you, and uh, and if you give them a really easy way, either to sort of turn the tables and interview you, mm-hmm. or to, uh, sometimes you can suggest, hey, why don't I come and do an informational presentation, right. a webinar mm-hmm. for either all your clients mm-hmm. or everyone in your roundbag
1: for your employees, whatever it is, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: whatever whatever mm-hmm. makes sense, right? And uh, you know, and often they're going to be. Really receptive to that, mm-hmm. um, and so now you've just created an opportunity for you to go and present to uh, the, the folks that they know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a it, the key there, though, the, and and the key that I think a lot of people overlook is the relationship that you build in an interview, like the one we're having right now, mm-hmm. is really pretty unique. So you and I now we had a we had a little weather challenge and, and internet right. problem. This is our second attempt. Mm-hmm. First mm-hmm. time, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we've had the opportunity to spend um, I don't know 20 minutes or so together mm-hmm. uh, prior to hitting record. Mm-hmm. We're going to spend about you know an hour together here. We'll probably spend a few minutes afterwards, mm-hmm. and um, and it's just a it's a blast to mm-hmm. do. I do I'm doing 50 of these now on on different podcasts uh, in addition to to our own podcast mm-hmm. that we. Uh, this year, and uh, and you just create these really strong relationships with people. You're able to come back to them when you call them or email them. They reply. They mm-hmm. pick up the phone. Um, it just gives you access in a way that you couldn't get otherwise. And, right. and I think you're just really powerful, much better than what I used to do. Mm-hmm. Hoping that I would get the right person to mm-hmm. come meet with me for coffee.
1: Right. You know, and and I, you know, obviously I love this concept. Yeah. Um, you know, and and. It doesn't, you know, my program is an hour long. That's long. You know, most people don't want to do that. And, you know, 15 minutes is probably what would work for for people, especially if you're not used to doing it. And, you know, I I love in your book, you talk about, you know, how to to kind of set some of these things up. and You know, you and I both have a little bit more equipment than most people are going to have. But even at that, this is less than $200 that that I have spent and, and, you know, probably the, the same on your end. You know there's there's a little bit of technical things that you need to know, but we all have some way to distribute this content, whether it's that we've got an e-newsletter, you know clearly almost everybody has social media. and if they aren't on LinkedIn, at least at the very least, hello, why not? Um, but you know, so we have ways that we can distribute this and and I love that you know, you reach out to people and you know obviously I do this too to say you have information that my people want to hear. You know, can you talk about it? And, and I'll be honest, your program 460 something, I, I don't remember the number off the top of my head. So clearly I've been doing this for a while. I've only ever been turned down, I think three times, um, you know, and, and, and one person said, I can't talk for an hour. And I said, Really? I just saw you give a 45 minute presentation, um, you know, and, 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 it's my job to make it last an hour, um, you know, and, and I'm certainly not going to contact somebody that I don't think can do an hour, uh, you know, and, and there, there are people like that. Um, but you know, this person said, no, no. And I thought, okay. You know, another person said, no, I'm just not comfortable doing it. Okay. That's fine. And then, then I did get the one, you know, I had the one person one time who, Oh, sure, sure. Love to do it. Love to do it. Here's my person. You know, and, and you talk about gatekeepers um, in your book. And, and you know, and, and this person said, sure, you know, contact her. She'll be happy to, to get everything set up. 99.9% of the time that works really well. This time that person came back to me and said, he was being polite to you. Don't ever contact him again. And I went, oh, all righty then. And, and I went to the next person on my list. I mean, you know, it was, I was annoyed. Now the really funny thing, he came back several years later and said, I'd like to be on your program. And I turned him down. (laughs) Now, was that was spite? I mean, you know, that was simply spite. He was he would have been a really good guest, but um, you know, it it is one of those things where it's a great you know you're you're massaging somebody's ego to go to them and say, hey, I would love to to you know let my uh, business associates my connections. You know, I would love to let them hear a little bit about what you do. And and really, it's not that complicated. You know, we make it look kind of complicated because you've got these big mics and these headphones and cameras and all those various things. But it's really pretty simple.
0: Well, and, you know, so we do these for our clients. We we will actually produce their podcast and help them build the uh-huh. list of that. And what we've done for the clients is we've actually stripped away all of all of the complications. Mm-hmm. If you're watching yeah. our video and you see our microphones and all that. Um, and so... The client can have this kind of setup if they want Mm
2: -hmm.
0: uh, or not. Most of them don't. All they have to do is call in on the telephone. Mm -hmm. And, yes, you know, you could debate about the sound quality, but the sound quality isn't the point of all Mm -hmm. of this. It's to create the relationship with the Mm -hmm. other person and give you an opportunity to do that in a really powerful way. Mm -hmm. Recording Mm -hmm. is actually a byproduct. Mm -hmm. We we call it a strategic byproduct of this entire process. And you get to use that um, in – in the ways that we've talked about, but the the other way that it really benefits you is you've now got content. So content marketing is mm-hmm. is you know a huge strategy these days, right? Um, and I think it is um, it's one of the most effective ways that you can stay in front of uh, everyone who has ever mm-hmm. expressed interest in your business. And it's a huge missed opportunity by most businesses. So mm-hmm. w- what happens in most businesses, an incoming lead comes in, if they don't close them right away, or within a certain period of time, you sort of lose focus on that person, because now you're on to the next one. that you Right.
1: Think Back on the
0: hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. You're on the hamster wheel, you mm-hmm. forget about these people, you have a mm-hmm. leaky bucket, right? When you're creating this content, which is really easy to do, if you can have a conversation, then you can create this content. Mm-hmm and now you've got something to send out and nurture those people and they begin to see you as an authority because you're the one that's bringing in all of these smart guests and interviewing them mm-hmm. and uh you know and then sharing that out and so uh, it, it's really powerful that way and imagine if you had a way to spend 10 hours with one of your potential clients
2: mm-hmm.
0: if you could get that much time now right. that'd be impossible in a lot of cases, oh, right. too, because mm-hmm. prospects are busy and you're busy, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and what would you say for 10 hours? Well, I had a, uh, a prospect tell me on a, a sales call when he was talking with us about um, working with us that that uh, he had gone on a business trip. It was about a four, four and a half hour drive there, four, four and a half hour drive back, you know, eight, 10 hours total, wow. mm-hmm. and all of that. And he listened to our podcast the whole way. Mm-hmm. He said he listened to like twenty episodes. Wow! I got to spend ten hours or eight and a half or nine or ten, whatever it was, with that client or mm-hmm. future client, and he's listening to me share ideas. He's listening to me to bring listening to me bringing guests to him that mm-hmm. have expertise. We're bonding because this medium of voice gives you a human to human connection, even if right. you're not there. Mm-hmm. So by the time he got on the call with me, he's like, "Yeah, I feel like I know you. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's get going." Right. It is, and it is a
1: little weird because sometimes they do feel like they know you. Um, oh, yeah. you know, and and but that is, you know, that's that's marketing 101. It's the the know, like and trust factor. You know and and so as you said they're getting to know us whether we're the interviewee or the interviewer. Um, you know, and and so and, and that's the important thing is you know, it's it is kind of this give and take. Um, you know, and 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 you mentioned the fact that you know when somebody is done you know then you you ask them hey you know be on my i'd like to be on your program and and i've done that numerous times um you know i'm i'm on somebody else's program and and that's always fun because you know it, to be interviewed is very different than to to be asking the questions
0: well and and the person that you're interviewing doesn't even have to have a podcast right so what we tell our clients is you use all of the infrastructure mm-hmm. that you have to record it you do the recording for them mm-hmm. And just give them a few questions and just say, we're going to have a conversation mm-hmm. on this topic. I don't even like to call them interviews. That makes mm-hmm. people.
1: Nervous. Yeah, I tell people we're going to chat.
0: Right. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. That's really all it is.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and now I have, you know, obviously, like I said, I've been doing this long enough that I have a pretty set system down. You know, I ask people for talking points and subject matter because I want to make sure that I'm asking my guest what they want to talk about. Um, You know, and and every once in a while, I'll have somebody come back and say, well, you just research me and figure it out. No. (laughs) Now, I, I know enough about them that I asked them to be on the program. Or they have pitched me and and so you know we've gone back to them, but no you know'm now that doesn't mean I don't do my research. you know when I get that information, I read their book, you know I, I look at their website I, I do all those various things, but I need at least some basic information from my guest um, you know and and so I ask them you know some some simple basic questions, and I always ask them to write their own introduction, which that's always really entertaining. And my guests are always saying, wow, I sounded really good. Well, you should, you wrote it yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I always love those, those. If you didn't, you
0: did something wrong. Right,
1: right. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's and you and granted, like I said, you know, we've taken it to the the next level by adding video to this. And um, but, but yeah, to be able to to record it, and I mean, you can shoot if you really want to. I mean, we could do Facebook Live. I mean, you know, LinkedIn is getting ready to add some things like this. So it, it you know, it's making it easier and easier to make those connections with people.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I have to tell you, we talked a little bit about connecting with referral partners. One of the really powerful things that, uh, that you can do with this. And we had been doing it and I kind of put it in the book as the end chapter, like an advanced strategy And mm-hmm. since realized the book's been out now, um, I guess about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And, and what we've since realized is that the, the way to do this right off the bat is to, to go and connect with your potential clients. Right. And I talk in the book about being the success journalist for their industry. So mm-hmm. a really easy way to do this, uh, particularly if you're selling to other businesses is either uh, if you're a local business, you can do this in your community mm-hmm. and you can sort of the success journalist for the community of, mm-hmm. of business owners. If you're targeting a specific industry um, you know, like manufacturers of a certain size, maybe you can be the success journalist for mm-hmm. that industry where you go around and you, you interview the business owners on what made them successful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what that does is it, it simplifies the process right. for you as the host because mm-hmm. you don't have to go and research them. Right. And you understand just have some them.
1: basic questions.
0: Right. You have four or five basic questions. Mm-hmm. So when we're working with somebody, we'll create those questions. We'll mm-hmm. position the podcast and brand it and all will and create the questions. Mm-hmm. line with that. And then you basically are just asking everyone the same set of questions mm-hmm. as conversation prompts Mm -hmm. so they keep the conversation going which really makes it easy for you as the host because there's no prep right you simply show up you have your piece of paper with your conversation Mm -hmm. prompts you're on a call Mm -hmm. and and that's that Mm -hmm. Uh, and it makes it really easy for the person on the other side because in a lot of cases if you use it in that way you're going to go and interview people Uh, who have probably never been on a podcast before, maybe they've been, if they've been in business a long time, maybe they've had one or two media interviews here or there, but most of the time, none. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be a little nervous. Right. So the simpler you can make it where all Mm -hmm. they're sort of talking about the few things that maybe made them successful, Mm -hmm. they're going to love it. First of all, because as business owners, we like to give back that knowledge, right? right? Mm -hmm. They're never going to be giving away trade secrets. So you don't Mm -hmm. have to worry about that. Um, if you're in a business where there's compliance issues, like I said before, we work with a lot of financial. financial. Mm-hmm. Compliance is an issue. You're never going to talk about anything that's got a compliance implication because you're going to talk about what made you know, Bob or Mary successful um, and what their philosophies on success are. Mm-hmm. And, and it just simplifies the whole process and everybody gets to have a lot of fun.
1: Right, right. And,
0: and that's the key. You're trying to build a relationship, and the best way to do that is get together and have a lot of fun and talk about the other person. Let them talk and, about themselves and
1: have a virtual cup of something.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well,
1: now you mentioned that you you know you initially did these uh, short podcasts with people, and you've stopped doing them now. So why have you stopped doing them?
0: Well, I haven't stopped doing them now. So oh, I started okay. in 2012, mm-hmm. and we did I did 50 of them. Mm-hmm and um and stopped and Mm -hmm. and the reason that i stopped is that they worked and i got busy Mm -hmm. and i didn't i hadn't at that point built a team to do the podcast oh okay and that i think is the big danger Mm -hmm. so if you're listening to this going yeah this would be a great strategy Mm -hmm. um the thing you want to think about is you need to have a team to do it and so that could be you know an internal team to your company or an external team doesn't matter but Mm -hmm. as the the CEO of the business your job is to set the vision create the message and in this case build the relationships Mm -hmm. that are going to drive the business forward it is not to be the podcast producer right so get a team Uh, Mm -hmm. that's why we stopped the first one and Mm -hmm. uh, and I regret that we did because that was 2012 we'd now be on I don't know 800 episodes probably Right. Mm -hmm. right Um, and so we started up again at the beginning of, uh, of 2017 and, and we're into the, the low hundreds mm-hmm. of at this stage, but
2: right. Uh,
1: yeah, and again, it's not hard to get a team, you know, it, uh, depending on your business, you might have those people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a virtual assistant who does, you know, she is my producer. She's the person who contacts my guests, who gets all the interviews set up before and then afterwards she contacts them you know she does all of that and it it, it, and that comes back to you know kind of that control thing right that a lot of small business owners have but 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 how you know I, i can do it better myself well i i love how my producer does everything you know she does all my social media posts and people say well you know do you approve it first no I trust her to write it, mm-hmm. and every once in a while I might mean, actually look at it. And usually, you know, I, it just gets posted, and and same with the communications with the the guests. You know, she's good. I trust her to do it. Now, letting go of that, I'll be honest, that was one of the biggest challenges because you know that's kind of sometimes why we become small business owners, right? We want
2: to control everything, <laughs>
1: and you know, and, okay. and so you know, finding that team really is what's so important, um, you know, but you know, if you're only doing, say, a 10-minute interview a couple times a week, you probably do it yourself, um, you know, and, 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 of course, the key is finding the right people, and like I said, I've only ever had three people turn me down, you know, I have had some people that, it's funny that I thought, ooh, I, I don't know that, I, they're too big for me to ask, well, that's stupid, you know, yeah. at the very least, they will turn me down, and if they do, okay, yeah, you know, whatever. But if they don't, it could be now. You know, am I going to contact Richard Branson? Well, maybe not. But you, know, but you know, there's there's probably a lot of middle ground people that that I could contact. Um, you know, and 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 now we have enough. Uh, you know, we've, we've been on the air enough that people contact us, but there are still quite a few times where I will contact somebody and maybe it's just something like, you know, a friend of mine who uh, wrote a great business book. He's written several, contacted him the other day. I said, Hey, you know, I see you've got a new book. We'd like to have you on again. You know, but um, you know, it's, it is about, as you mentioned, you know, with networking, it's about finding those right people. You know, this isn't about just sitting and talking and having fun. It still is about, Interviewing the right people.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and and I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. You know, different podcasts are set up to do different things. Mm -hmm, Right. So, you know, in your case, very appropriate to focus on authors and Mm -hmm. sort of celebrities and speakers and people like that. Mm -hmm. That fits your strategy for the podcast. Mm -hmm. If I'm a local business trying to employ this. I want to interview every potential client in my local community over the course of the first year or two right? and talk to them. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't want anybody to think, well, now I've got to go invite all these business celebrities and will they say yes to me and all that. And one of the things that we've actually found, and, and you know, as we've done this with our clients, um, when we first started, you know, rolling this service out where we kind of handle everything for them, the one piece that we didn't do was the outreach. We thought, mm-hmm. well, they need to kind of own the relationship. Well, right. what we found was two things. Number one, they get busy mm-hmm. and so they don't often find the time to send those invitations out and then mm-hmm. you know, the strategy doesn't work. The other thing is they're really sensitive a lot of the time to the rejection
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, because occasionally somebody will say no, right. mm-hmm. particularly in the early days. Mm-hmm. If if your podcast isn't live yet you're trying to because oh, yeah, you
1: course. always get the how many listeners do you have <laughs>
0: yeah i mean it, that that's that's I, people ask that all the time that that's never the point but anyway um and so recently we've taken that over mm. where we will actually do the outreach so mm-hmm. it'll, an email will come that will say you know this is so and so the producer of you know bob smith's podcast. Mm-hmm. Love to, you know, we've identified you as somebody who be a great guest and we'd love to interview you. Right. And it it completely, as the business owner, you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. who's saying yes, how many are saying yes. Plenty of them are going to say yes. Right. But I've seen, you know, we'll send out 10 invitations mm-hmm. uh, and I've seen a business owner just get all wrapped around an axle over the one person
2: right. that mm-hmm. said no. hmm
0: and, um, you know, and, and just, you know, kind of go to pieces over it. And so, and it's happened more than once.
1: Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of yeah. like the, you know, you're dating and you ask that one person and they tell you yeah. no and you're like, Oh,
0: <laughs> I think, I think that's natural. Um, one more reason to kind of get yourself out of that. It's mm-hmm. not, you want to be able to be there on the call
2: mm-hmm.
0: and build the relationship there. And then, um, and I know we're, we're coming close to time. I, I would like to share just really quickly how you take these interviews then. Okay, great. And then turn turn that into a mm-hmm. business opportunity. Mm-hmm. And because that's the question we always get is, well, great, I did that. But then what happens, right? right? Mm-hmm. You can't, you're not going to overtly sell. So you have a little bit of time. We, we typically tell our clients to do about a 30-minute interview. It might be a little less, might be a little more. Okay. Book it for an hour. Mm-hmm. you got an hour on the calendar with this person. You're going to spend the first five or ten minutes just with a little chit-chat, mm-hmm. getting to know each other, warming things up, then you're mm-hmm. gonna record the interview. And mm-hmm. then the interview's done, you're gonna chit-chat for whatever time you have left, and you wanna do that in a structured way. And so mm-hmm. you wanna begin asking them, what does their future look like? You've mm-hmm. listened to them describe something about their business. You know more about their business now than you did at the beginning of the hour. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always like to say, wow, this is great. I had no idea you were, you know, looking to do this or that or the other thing. So where do you see yourself in three years? Mm-hmm. What, what does the future hold for you? And I get them to describe that. And when they do, that begins to give me the information that I need to know whether or not there's a way that I can help them. Right. Right. Because the only way that I'm going to make a sale is if I can figure out how to deliver that bigger, better future that mm-hmm. they envision. Mm-hmm. To them and, you know, and and bridge a gap for them. And so I need to know what that is. And so you simply ask and they'll tell you because they want to share that with everybody. They're excited about Mm -hmm. what that is. And then, you know, I'll usually say, okay, well, that's really interesting. You know what? I interview all these people Mm -hmm. and I probably have some connections that might help you get there. And if you give me a, you know, a week or a few days to go think about it, I'm sure I'll come back with some ideas if I help. Mm -hmm. I would like to connect next Tuesday at two and I will have gone through my Rolodex and I'll connect you with anybody that we think is appropriate after mm-hmm. that call and I'll have some ideas. And, you know, and, and that's totally sincere. You have to approach it with what I call purity of intent, right? you know, that you're in it to help them mm-hmm. whether you benefit or not. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and to me, that's a fundamental principle, the way we run our business. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'll come back. Sometimes it, it means I'm referring them to some other person or I'm connecting them mm-hmm. with somebody be mm-hmm. a really great fit and i can't help them you know in a way as a, a, a client mm-hmm. um, but often what they will share will give me some clues into how i can come and bring value and then ah, mm-hmm. i offer that up as not as mm-hmm. as one of the ideas usually mm-hmm. not the only one
2: mm-hmm.
0: here's something else that you know would you be interested right. in this if we could do this Mm-hmm. that you wanted, you know, would it be worth having a deeper conversation mm-hmm. about? It? And that's how you turn that into a sales conversation. Right. It doesn't feel icky. It doesn't feel salesy. Mm-hmm. Coming back to truly help them and sincerely, you know, help them reach that goal mm-hmm.
1: they have. Right. Well, and uh, part of the reason why that's a successful uh, way to do it is, you built that relationship, you know, and, right. and, and it wasn't the, you know, it, we've joked about this on the program and i you know, in, in other places, we're not asking to get married before we've even gone out on a first date, you right. know, and, and I think that's what so many people, it comes back to that sales word, you know, all these various things. We have to build those relationships with people before we can ever pitch them. And, and I like that, you know, you have a variety of things in there, you know, and, and sometimes I'm sure it is, you're the only thing you're, you're talking to them about is something that your company can do, and you know what? that's okay. They're expecting it. You know, it's it's when we get those out of the blue things that, that we're like, no, you know, they they just feel weird. LinkedIn, LinkedIn is a great example of that. You know, once or twice a week at least, you get the I can do the best thing in the world for you and you're like i'm sorry i just connected with you on linkedin five minutes ago and and you're already sending me this this thing it's like no 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 you have to build those relationships
0: absolutely i i I think that is i think it's becoming a lost art in -hmm. business right you know we're doing all this social media Mm -hmm. and as great as it is um, i think it's very thin marketing Mm -hmm. right Um, very hard to develop a relationship and And it's a great place to open a door, Mm -hmm. but you've really got to go deeper than that before you've earned the right
2: Right. To, mm-hmm. You need to know something
0: about that person. Mm-hmm. You need to know where they're coming from, mm-hmm. not just pitch them some solution.
1: Right. And and it is a great way to make those connections. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we were talking at the very start about trying to figure out who, you know, who you you really want to reach out to. Well, LinkedIn is a great way to do that. You know, yeah. whether you're asking somebody for an introduction or you're just going straight to that person and saying, you know, hey, I'd like to connect with you. It, it is a really good way to do that. But, you know, again, you know, don't sell them right away. That's you know, that is not what the purpose of this is. And, you know, it, it's funny for any of us who teach people how to, to do LinkedIn, we all have about 500 examples of that, um, where we say, and, and of course, my favorites are the people that are going to show me how to do social media. Okay, clearly, you didn't even read my profile. <laughs> you know? um, and, but it, it's, I think what's happening is we all want to take the shortcuts. And that maybe comes back to where we do the little bitsy PC jobs because we're just filling anything in as opposed to we took the time to nurture and build those relationships and and really develop it into a client that is a long- term and you know bigger project type of of client
0: absolutely I think I think focusing on relationships is the shortcut mm-hmm. and the, the trick is figuring out how to do it in a way that's leveraged it's time efficient mm-hmm. that is strategic so that you're seeing the right people, you're building the right relationships. And that's one of the reasons we've we've gone to the, the what we call the podcast prospecting method to do that, because it, it allows you to sort of be rifle uh, mm-hmm. focused rather than, you know, kind of spraying out there like a right. shotgun.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned, and we, you know, this is, is something that I think we want to talk about again, it's time efficiency. You know, we can go to 10 networking things a week, we can spend an hour a day on LinkedIn and on Facebook prospecting and all these various things. And, you know, if if it's not the right people, it's not worth it. Um, You know, there was a a networking group in Colorado when I was there. I loved it. Great group because they had fabulous speakers. Was I ever going to get business from it? Probably not. Just because of who attended. So I made that decision to go ahead and, and continue going because I like the speakers, um, but you know there are others. Uh, you know, like I said, when I first moved here to Atlanta, I networked and I networked and I networked. Well, I discovered that I was networking over and over again with the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and um, you know we had uh, it, there was we had lunch on Monday, lunch on Tuesday, lunch on Wednesday, and, and by Thursday, if they couldn't remember me, then you know, there was was a problem. But it, it you know so we're still saying it's okay to go. And network, it's just you need to do it efficiently and where your prospects are. You know, if if they're not in a certain geographic area, depending on, you know, what you do, then, then there's no point in being there. Um, you know, if you're you know, back to, you know, say if you're a, a, a divorce attorney, well, Sometimes business type of meetings aren't the best place to to go. So, you know, think about where you need to go. And some of that might be volunteering. You know, I I love to tell people to think about places they need to volunteer.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, if you, you know, a lot of people aren't comfortable going out around to all of those events. And one of the things that uh, I've discovered is with this kind of a method, it's great Mm -hmm. for introverts. Mm hmm. Right. You know, you don't have to go, or if you don't, if you're constrained and you don't, you know, you don't have the time to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I mentioned back in 2012, I pulled back. I went mm-hmm. completely cold turkey. Oh, all local networking. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to a local networking event in uh, now six years. Mm-hmm. Um, we doubled in size mm-hmm. twice in the business, so okay. um, so well, there are ways you can mm-hmm. plug other things in.
1: And that's the nice thing about. the 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 virtual world that we live in um you know depending on what we do you might not need to network locally at all you know and and again obviously it depends on what you're doing say say you're an attorney okay you probably need to network locally Um, Mm -hmm. if you're a marketing person we can work with anybody in the world you know and and so maybe it is better to spend our time not attending those endless meetings where we're just seeing the same people over and
0: over again absolutely
1: well, Steve, this really has been great, and we've got about five minutes left. So, tell us a little bit more specifically about what your organization can do to to help our our folks out.
0: Well, so a, as I said earlier, we um, we started about two years ago offering this as a done for you service mm-hmm. to our clients. Before that, we had been teaching them this process, and I quickly discovered that none of our clients really wanted to produce their own podcast. Right.
1: It sounds it. good, but...
0: <laughs> right. And so we very quickly uh, said, you know, we've got all the systems to mm-hmm. do this. We've got the team to do this because we'd mm-hmm. already been running our podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, and we simply just packaged that up for our clients. And mm-hmm. so when we work with someone, we bring them in, we identify their ideal client mm-hmm. and then build that list out. And then we begin outreaching to okay. those people so that we're putting them in conversation mm-hmm. with people that they want to do business with. And, and it's usually a mixture of clients and and uh you know influencers or referral partners mm-hmm. and um and then they have those conversations and you know literally when they hang up the phone on the recording line uh we we take it from there we do mm-hmm. the rest on their website put in their social media email marketing the whole night goes mm-hmm.
2: so right. they don't
0: have to invest in technology or anything and so it's uh for our clients it's really simplified things mm-hmm. they're great and, and for us it's just been a lot of fun because we've been able to move people forward really quickly which is fun
1: I bet, and you get to listen to you know to to so many different types of interviews. Not that you listen to every single one. I mean, you know that that'd take forever. But um, right. you know, you can probably pick and choose. You know, you know that you know Bob has always really great guests, so you're just going to listen to Bob guests. You know, and and all of those things. But yeah, it's it, I like the the done for you prospect because we as small business owners, as entrepreneurs, we're supposed to be focused on. What it is that we're doing, you know, whether it's that we're a financial planner or we're an attorney or we're doing marketing or whatever. And so to have someone do what you do it takes all of that off of our, our, you know, our our own plate. Um, you know, I tell people we, you know, we shouldn't be working on our own websites unless we're a website designer. You know, we all get caught up in that, right? Um, we shouldn't be doing our own taxes, all those very things. You hire an expert to do it so that you can focus on what it is that you need to be focused on.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we in our own business, we do the same thing. I'm mm-hmm. I'm constantly looking for experts and this area or that area just because I know it's not my core focus. Right. Um, and so I, I will say whether if this is, for somebody listening, if this is a strategy that you want to employ,
2: mm-hmm.
0: please don't try and do it yourself. Get a, I mean, you as the CEO, mm-hmm. get a team, get, right. you can get an internal team, you can mm-hmm. get a virtual team, you can talk with us. Um, we're pretty transparent about our process. we put on webinars. We're basically to show you how to do all this. So mm-hmm. if you want to your own team great, have at it, you know, mm-hmm. um, but get a team because right. otherwise you're going to get really frustrated really mm-hmm.
1: quickly. Right. And as you said, you know, you, you've got that process down so that, you know, they're not the, the people getting the rejections, um, you know, and, and whether it's that they're wanting to be guests or get guests, you know, all those various things, you know, and, and then, uh, t- you know, I, I talked with a, a person when I was actually on her podcast and, and it was a 30-minute podcast and she told me she spends over, three hours editing it. Wow. And I said, boy, <laughs> she edits out every, mm, you, know, uh, you know, all those various things just because she doesn't like them. To me, it sounded very stilted because that's not how we talk. But you know, it for her that was what was very important, uh, you know. And and but it was like, oh, maybe she shouldn't be doing that. Um, but but yeah, you know, it's it's when we hire those experts, that's where we really can shine.
0: Absolutely. Well, it gets you focused on results rather than things maybe don't mean as much. Right. Even if it's a personal preference.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Steve, how do people find you and connect with you online?
0: Well, Deb, we've actually put together a page just for your listeners and so, um, and I'll give you the URL. It's at, uh, Mm unstoppableceo.net, uh, and then slash business power hour. Perfect. So unstoppableceo.net slash business power hour. And if you go there, um, you should see, uh, Deb's face because we've got your podcast logo up at the top. (laughs) So, you know, you're in the right place. And then, um. As you go to the bottom of that page, Mm -hmm. we got some free things for you. So if you'd like a free copy of the Exponential Network Strategy book, uh, you can actually get a free copy of the e-book and Mm -hmm. the audio book. And I actually did a video version uh, of the book, so you can get all of those um, at the website. Mm -hmm. And more about this, uh, we've also got a um, a webinar there that you can watch, Mm -hmm. which will take you through the entire process of how we do this. Um, kind of step by step, and got a complete guide that I put together earlier this year on selling professional services um, that you probably want to check out as well. And so all of those are available there. They're all totally free. So
1: perfect. Uh, Great. Hope
0: your listeners will enjoy that.
1: I love it. And we'll have those in, in the notes. Um, you know, it, I, and I can't wait to go check it out. I, I loved your book. I thought it was great. I've actually read it twice because as oh, wow. you said, you know, we, well, you know, I, I read it first and then then we had our technical difficulties and a week went by and, you know, and, and so then I read it again, you know, skimmed through it very quickly to refresh my memory on it. Um, and so it's it's a short book, folks. You know, we're not talking war and peace here, but lots of great information.
0: Yeah, it's a plane ride book. It was designed for you to read on a plane ride.
1: Ah, I like that. I like that concept. Great. Well, Steve, for our our listeners and our viewers, what is one last thing you would like to leave them with?
0: Well, I, I think if you take anything away from what we've discussed here, it's that if you narrow your focus and focus on building relationships strategically with the right people, your business progress is going to speed up. It can't help but speed up. And if you did one thing this year for yourself, do that.
1: Perfect. Well, you can find out more information, as Steve said, at theunstoppableceo.net slash businesspowerhour. I am Deb Creer. I've been having a great time talking with Steve Gordon. Look, Looking forward to do it again, because I'm just assuming we're going to do this again. Um, and so until next time, everyone have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.